Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Nick Morley and Eli McCann. Hey guys. Hello. Good morning. Uh, for about the eighth week in a row, we are not going to talk about what we said we would talk about at the end of last episode. Oh, because I was wrong. Oh, wow. Eli was wrong. What an admission. I said that Mary Poppins returns or whatever it's called. I said that was out. and it, It's not. It, you lied. I lied. So, But we're going to see it at some point. We're going to see it at some point. We have a lot to get through today. But first, tell me what you've been watching. On Sunday, I watched Dumplin' on oh, Netflix. Okay, I read the book. How's the movie? I have not read the book. I really liked it. That's I what was I've heard. not expecting to like this movie at all. I tend not to like any Jennifer Aniston movies, even though I I don't know why. Like, I like sure. her just fine, but all of her movies are kind of the same to me. This was great. I mean, I'm going to pull a Meg. It's not Schindler's List. <laughs> but not every movie has to be Schindler's List. And so there are parts of it that are, like, kind of hokey and predictable. But yeah. it's a feel-good movie, and they love Dolly Parton, and now Skyler's been listening to Dolly Parton for two days <laughs> in no, the house. but that's not a bad thing. I, well, I'm about to kill him. He turns the Alexa on to volume 10 and dances, <laughs> and I have heard the song Jolene and 9 to 5. I was going to say, it's probably just Jolene on repeat. Uh, Jolene and 9 to 5 are really the only two songs just, I know. <laughs> on a constant round. Just a constant round. Which, can we talk about how crazy it is that Dolly Parton still looks like she's 30? I know. And she's like the best human alive. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yes. she has this wonderful charity where she gives books to kids. Mm -hmm. huh. Like thousands and thousands of books every year. Yeah. If everyone in the world was Dolly Parton, the world would be a much better place and there would be a lot of plastic surgery. <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say bra cells would skyrocket. She, she was like on an interview the other day on The View or The Talk or the whatever, the blah, you know, yeah, yeah, how yeah. every channel has the exact same show with just five different women. Yeah. Okay. The Chew. She was, the Chew. <laughs> she was on one of those the other day and I saw it on the TV at the gym and she like walked out and she's dancing with them. I stopped the treadmill to Google it, which I do this about once a year. How old is Dolly Parton? Yeah. And she's, I think it was 72 or she's yeah, in her 70s. she's in her 70s. It's insane to me. That was that she woman... in the movie? No. Okay. So, spoiler alert, I was kind of hoping she'd make a cameo, although maybe it was better that she didn't. Yeah. But the reason why her name comes up in the movie is the main character is obsessed with Dolly Parton and, like, listens to her all the time and finds inspiration in her. Right. And so that's kind of, like, a huge part of the story. And, and then and her it. music's in it, yeah. I would recommend that movie to absolutely anyone. Okay. Anything else? It's on Netflix. Oh, I watched, I totally binged the entire season two of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I am telling you, this is one of the best shows I've seen in 20 years. It is phenomenal. I was watching it the other day. Skylar's not watching it with me. And there was this scene where the family is all at family dinner. And the, the writing of the show is like very kind of fast paced, witty. It's that kind of almost Veep type writing. Gilmore Girls. It's Gilmore I, I, I never watched Gilmore Girls. But they're having this family dinner and they're all kind of like having these conversations over each other and really fast paced. And Skylar's in the other room. And after a minute, he walks in and he's like, what is this? And I told him and he's like, that scene is like the best writing I have ever heard from a television show. Yeah. I feel like every scene of that show is that way. So it's got language. But if you can handle language, you got to watch this. I don't know, man. Mm. Pretty sensitive to that <laughs> yeah. stuff. I mean, given our suggestions here. Like, I had yeah. to put so many language <laughs> warnings on this list we're going to talk about. 
We're well, horrible people. One I guess. time for Silicon Slopes, I used the word bitch in an article and we got angry emails. So I'm like, listen, folks. Really? Strap this in. is the kind of side it is. <laughs> uh, Sorry. This is running, running. I'm Mormon. I'm not that Mormon. <laughs> running media in Utah's. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a trip. Uh, Nick, what have you been watching? So I don't know why I love watching people cook. Oh, it's the best. I think it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that, like, um, it's kind of crappy movie, but I think the cooking scenes in it is pretty good. Have you guys seen Chef, that John Favreau movie? No, I always. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they make this Cuban sandwich, and I've watched that scene like fifty times just because I think it's like the coolest looking thing ever. But huh. I started Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Mm. What a refreshing take on a cooking show. Yeah. Normally, you see it all like it's pretty mm. stock what you're getting in a in a food show, but she's. A refreshing host, first of all. Lots of personality. Yeah, tons of personality. Um, the fact that she speaks such great Italian is super fun. Yeah. Um, so what did you like the most about it? I'm only one her. episode in. Yeah. And her lack of pretension and the fact that when she takes you grocery shopping, she takes you to like Ralph's. Yeah. Like it's like a normal grocery store, huh. yeah. not like a gourmet. Sure. She's like anybody can cook mm-hmm. and cook really well. I actually bought the book, and it's been instrumental in my life. Really? Really? It's good? Oh, it's so good, because she teaches you why salt, fat, acid, and heat are as important as they are, and how to use them properly. So it's it's not a cookbook. It's It's both. So it's a kind of like a lesson, and then she has recipes at the end. Okay. Because I bought the Great British Bake Off cookbook once. And? Disaster. (laughs) Yeah. I would not recommend... You have to have, like, a Ph.D. from Cambridge to understand <laughs> anything. Do they teach you how to do cookie chandeliers? And <laughs> Well, it's the problem with it is 20-fold, but the main problems <laughs> are the recipes are incredibly long. It's like paragraphs. Each, instru- yeah. you know, it's paragraphs. I don't understand most of what it says, and it has all these starred words in it, so you have to, like, flip to the back to read the starred word, and the explanation in the starred word has a starred words in it, and just like this rat hole, you just get... Sure. Hmm. So there's that, and then all of the ingredients are in the metric system, oh, which cannot yeah. be converted to cups easily. So I'm constantly Googling how many cups is a whatever grams of this. And then finally, half the ingredients are things you can't get in the U.S. and for which there's no good equivalent. Yeah. I spent literally nine hours trying to make a cake out of that book and it did not go well. I'm so sorry. I'm also glad because I saw the pictures and they were great. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I saw two movies recently. Mm. Two very different movies. Mm. The first is Burning. Oh, yeah. A Korean, South Korean movie based on a Japanese author's short story. And I feel very embarrassed. I can't remember his name because he's a big deal. It's on a lot of people's lists this year as one of the best movies. The Ringer made their favorite films list and it was number one. And I am baffled because I was so bored. Really? I knew exactly what was going to happen. This is the one you texted me about that yeah. you yeah. said. It makes, what's that movie that I hate? Phantom, Phantom Thread. Thread. It makes Phantom Thread look interesting. It makes Phantom Thread look like freaking Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is technically a thriller. And I was like willing myself to fall asleep. It's like I can see why people like it. That's the problem is I can see why it's a prestigious film and why people are talking about it. But I was so bored. I thought it was misogynist. There's not a single smart woman in the entire movie. At one point, a woman says to the man she's dating, what's a metaphor? And I like literally groaned in my seat. Oh, yeah. Was not a fan of burning. Interesting to see what happens at awards season because it's getting a lot of buzz. Oh, no. We also saw The Grinch. 
Oh, how was it? It was super cute. Was it? Yeah. A lot of people are really mad because they say the Grinch did not need to be made again. We were fine with Jim Carrey's version. It's way better than Jim Carrey's You think version. so? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Jim Carrey's version takes itself pretty seriously. I loved it. It goes so much into like the Grinch's backstory. Yeah. They don't do that in this one? No. No? No. There's like <laughs> musical numbers in that one. This one's just like a cute retelling. The Grinch is like kind of nicer in this one. Like he's nice to his dog. Oh. Which I appreciate. <laughs> Some fun voices, Rashida Jones, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Keenan Thompson, so on and so forth. So if you have children, take them to see The Grinch. If you don't have kids, I don't know if it's worth your time. But okay. if you're trying to kill a Monday night, I'm waiting to go into labor. Take them to The Grinch. Okay. Uh, let's dive into our reason for gathering here yes. today. This is our final Hive Mind podcast of 2018. And on the Beehive today, we have released our favorite 2018 media mm-hmm. compiled by the three of us. Let me just uh, preface this by saying we tried to have a music category and we all had a hard time coming up with like more than one song that was released this year. But the TV category uh, list no was almost, almost broke the internet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that says about us. The problem with know. music is there's so much music yeah. and so many different genres that trying to come up with the best mm-hmm. among three people mm-hmm. is nigh unto impossible. Mm-hmm. The categories we did cover were movies. TV shows, podcasts, and pop culture moments. You just did your best, Alex Trebek. Uh, what is... Not pretentious enough. <laughs> the categories are <laughs> movies. <laughs> Thing. <laughs> so for movies, and these aren't ranked. These are just five of our favorites because I'm not a mathematician. Okay. Eighth grade. Phenomenal film. Best movie of the year. You think it's the best? Do you think it's going to get nominated? I don't think no. it was nominated for Golden Globes, and that's usually an indicator. That's too bad. I think it was too small. This is better than any of the movies that are getting Oscar buzz. I think so, too. I agree. That I've seen. Really, a really good movie. I think healing for anyone who's been 13, mm-hmm. if not a little traumatic. So everybody. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Paddington 2. Uh, you know, I was skeptical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you were. I was skeptical, (laughs) but about halfway into it, I shouted out loud, this is delightful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's really what it is. Like, is this movie going to make you think? Not really. No. Is it going to make you feel anything other than joy? Not really. (laughs) But you're going to feel joy. It's just so sweet. It's so good. Have you watched it? No, not yet. You need to to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Tully. A big surprise. Yeah. I think that was the most surprising movie of the year for me. This movie stuck with me more than any movie I've seen this whole year. There was this two-week period where I could not stop thinking about it and all of the mothers that I know. Yeah. And feeling bad that I wasn't being supportive enough to the moms in my life. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'm glad you felt No, it wore off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to being the crappy person I was before. <laughs> So I can't just drop my baby off at your house yeah. at like any random moment. Holy has a really, really fun twist in it. Yeah. But everything that happens up to the twist is just really interesting and it's very impactful. The performances from everyone in that movie are incredible. This movie got a lot of controversy. There were like mom groups that were really angry about it, which I never really understood what all the anger was about. I mean, it's hard to talk about why they were angry without spoiling mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. Um I, for one, appreciated that it was discussing things that are often not discussed yeah, or taken for granted yeah. with new motherhood. 
And that's all I'm going to say because I think you should see the movie. Yes. Before forming an opinion. If you like other Jason Reitman movies, I think you'll really like this. Yes. They all kind of have like a depressing undertone. Yeah, but... it's not as depressing as Young Adult. Yeah. Let, more depressing than Juno, not as depressing as Young Adult. And it does have a very hopeful message. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what I appreciate it is you don't walk out of it feeling despair. You no. Walk, you walk out of it feeling kind of relief and thoughtful. It, I just, it was such a good movie. Next we have Won't You Be My Neighbor. My favorite piece of media from the entire year. You know, I really liked it. It didn't get me the way I was expecting it to get me, but I think my expectations were too high. That was me too. I felt like it was super hyped and I wanted it to be like my favorite thing that I yeah. saw and I I really liked it, but it didn't break through I the glass for me. I cried more in Paddington too. <laughs> it was wonderful to go sit in a movie and just feel like I wanted to be a better person. Yeah, yeah. And for sure. It, it, this movie really does. Like you, you walk out of it just feeling like I could be nicer to people. I could be a lot better to the people yeah. that I know. You know, and it's just it was just really inspiring in that way. When the movie ended, people were crying through the entire thing, and I was in a packed theater. And when it ended and the lights came on, everyone in the whole theater was like sobbing and red faced. And then everybody just kind of started laughing. And it was sort of fun. I've never had this experience before where a movie ends and the lights come on and the audience still like has an experience together. And everybody's kind of like looking around and the whole theater was laughing because we were all a mess. Yeah. It was just like it was a fun like community experience. And I would recommend this to I think everybody should watch. Everyone needs to see it. Everyone needs to see it. Yeah. It's a recommended viewing for all of humanity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And our final movie on our list is First Man. I think Claire Foy's performance is what puts First Man on this list. Sure. I think that without Claire Foy, it would have been an okay movie about space travel, but I really feel like she carries the story, Mm -hmm. um, which was a more heartbreaking and interesting story than I was expecting. Yeah. The movie itself is a little boring at times. It's longer than it maybe needs to be. Yeah, but it's a really well-made movie. I don't know if Ryan Gosling got to be like full Ryan Gosling in that movie just because of Neil Armstrong's temperament. What and is his... full Ryan Gosling? Yeah, I'm very curious to hear this. Because I actually wrote, I said, does Ryan Gosling act or is Ryan Gosling just being Ryan Gosling in every role? Ooh, I've, I've never seen Ryan Gosling as anything other than like a stoic, handsome guy. What's the movie where he's what about the a... cross-dresser? He what about very... Lars and the Real Girl? Lars and the Real Girl, he's great, but he's still just like a quiet guy. Everyone else is acting mm. around him. Interesting. The cross-dressing movie, I can never remember what it's called. He was very different in that, and he was really good in what it. What movie is that? It's. Let me look it up here. <laughs> he plays this person with a mental illness. He starts cross-dressing it's in it. Oh, is it Half Nelson? Girl? No. What? No. Hang on. I have to look this up all the time. Okay. You didn't like him in La La Land? I liked him, but he's Ryan Gosling in La La Land. It's called All Good Things. It's this one. He looks like that. Oh, oh, with uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. That was a weird movie. Yeah, but so he wasn't Ryan Gosling in that movie. He was something different. Yeah. I still feel like he was just a handsome guy who like did weird stuff. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I like him. Fine. Doesn't sound like would, it. Yeah, it would sounds I like you don't. turn down a friendship with Ryan Gosling? Absolutely not. Do I think Claire Foy <laughs> outperformed him in this movie? Yes. No doubt. 100%. Yeah. Let's talk about TV. Yes. Ugh, the, just 
the TV of TV. Our very best friend. Am I right? Oh, it's the only thing that's never left me. Right? Uh-huh. It's always there. There's always a show I can oh, watch. Sweet TV. That's the best. Remember when Netflix was created and then suddenly TV just changed? You could binge anything you wanted. Yes. Netflix has changed my life. Netflix is the most important relationship of my life currently. Wow. I mean, I have two, almost three children, and I still feel that way. <laughs> Netflix is, <laughs> is going to be in trouble, though, with the whole Disney thing. Disney's creating its own. Because for a long time, nothing could really compete with Netflix. But now you've got, like, Amazon producing its own shows and Hulu and the good shows. And yeah. then Disney pulling all of its content and putting it somewhere. I'm just telling you, I'm a little nervous for Netflix. We'll see. We're going to be fine regardless. If Netflix goes under, someone else will be we'll there be for okay. it. The streaming will continue. <laughs> we, the consumer, are not in trouble. It's kind of annoying how many accounts you have to have, but whatever. It's still cheaper than cable. Oh, well, but I... you pay for cable because <laughs> oh, you're a sucker. I'm the last person in America <laughs> yeah. who does. <laughs> All right. Number one. Well, not number one, but the first show on our list is The Good Place. We have got to talk about last week's episode uh, of The Good Place. The Janets. Janet needs to win the Oscars. Like, she just yeah. needs to get all of the awards for last week's episode. So, Stephen hasn't seen season two, so we're watching season two. Okay. Um, she's amazing. She's so good. Mm-hmm. The one where she uh, starts malfunctioning because she doesn't realize she's in love with Jason, and then she creates Derek, yeah. who is Jason Manzoukas, who might be the funniest man alive. Uh-huh. It's, she's so good. She's, she's incredible. So the most recent episode, there's some kind of malfunction, and all of the characters turn into Janet. Yeah. And so for the whole episode, she plays every part, and she does impressions of all of the people, the characters in the show, interacting with each other. And it's just a half hour of just Janet. And it's one of the most clever things I've ever seen on television. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't care what happens in the show. Like, I honestly, the plot is not making much sense to me. But yeah. the jokes are good, <laughs> and the performances are great. Yeah, And that, that episode was, like, just part and parcel of the whole thing. I just watched that, and I was like, this is phenomenal television. I don't care what's happening in this show. So I'm going to pull a Jason Chaffetz and quote myself here. Oh. But I wrote, we're three seasons in, and not a single viewer could tell you where the show is headed. But all of us would be willing to take a bullet for any member of The Good Place. Mm-hmm. After every episode, my wife turns to me and says, where's this show going? And I say, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Give me more Janet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ted Danson is so good. He's, he's so funny. He's really good. Really I was worried phenomenal. about that at the start. I was like, yeah. But I mean, but he was, Cheers was funny. Cheers was funny. Do you yeah. see that? Good. Do you see that video of uh, what's his name on that show trying to teach Ted Danson to do the floss oh, dance? <laughs> yes. Chidi trying to teach him like somebody took a video of it is like off just on the set somewhere between shooting go look it up if you haven't seen it. it is a really funny video Ted dancing cannot dance as it turns out <laughs> but he has so many other good qualities yeah. and he cannot do an Australian accent and I he occasionally <laughs> tries to in the show and they just I'm sure that they were going to just have him do an Australian accent and he just couldn't do it. And so they just made it a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Next is Succession, the HBO series we all watched about an incredibly wealthy family trying to outpower each other. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's so gratifying in the way that it shows you that, yes, the lives of rich people suck more than your life. Mm -hmm. So be happy with what you have. One of the best season finales I've ever seen on any show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next, we have, obviously, Great British Baking Show. Yes. As long as the show 
is on the air. We're going to watch it and love it. Are we worried about the future of Great British Baking Show? That it'll stop existing? Well, not that it'll stop existing, but, like, it's gotten so popular that, and, like, Netflix has turned it into, like, this big thing. Is the integrity of the show going to be ruined? No. You don't think so? You know what? Survivors on season 3900, and it is still a great show. I think that they can keep it. Yeah. I think they can keep it going. I'm currently watching the Christmas specials. Oh, how is it? I haven't started yet. They're great. I mean, it's it's exactly <laughs> like it's exactly like the regular show. They bring back four bakers yeah. from different seasons and have them just compete for one weekend, and then mm-hmm. they pick a star baker out of the weekend. Okay. And so every episode is a different set of four people that we've all grown to love. Right. Some of our best friends. Um, they better not bring Ruby season two back, though. I don't remember who Ruby is. Oh. She's the annoying, whiny one who... She was young and oh, it's just bloody awful. Everything she made, <laughs> oh, it's awful. And she'd cry. She badmouthed Paul Hollywood and after she, too. Whoa, she did. Yeah. Yeah. What'd she say? She, some harassment. She thing, made right? well. She said that he gave her the creeps and she made fun of him and said that like he drove a really fancy car to compensate for how little of a man he was or something. It was really bad. Whoa. I don't know what brought it on. That's the tea. She never got a handshake. I guess. Never got a handshake. <laughs> she was awful. She's the only person that of all the seasons that I just did not like. Although I wasn't a big fan of Rahul either, but whatever. Okay. We could get into that. Yeah. But we've got a lot <laughs> we don't of stuff. Have time. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay, next on our list is salt, salt, fat, acid, heat. Even if you're not a food person, there's a lot to enjoy about this show and about her and about the world, because she's essentially traveling the world to find why these are essential elements to cooking. And meeting very down-to-earth people who are really good at what they do. And Ozark. So a little bit of a disclosure, because I feel like it's only fair. Laura Linney is a close personal friend of mine. (laughs) What? So maybe I shouldn't have been allowed to vote on that. I may be biased. Okay, that's fair. She and I have met. We shared a New York moment. You both ranked this very high. Yeah. Because we did do a ranking, which is why I include it, because I haven't watched it. You both stand for this show. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me why. Nick, you brought it. You, you right. introduced okay. me to this show. Yeah. So, Jason Bateman. I want to tell you guys about Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. What is so great about him in this show is he does such a great job of keeping you in his situation, in his turmoil, and keeping a cool head at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, he still has total faith in himself. He still has total confidence in what he's trying to do, despite everything that's crashing down around him. Like, he's so set on the mission, and he's so set on taking care of his family, too. It's just a side that you don't normally see mm-hmm. as a... Is he a protagonist? Yeah. You root for him. I couldn't get him. enough of him. And, like, and there are bad guys that I root for. I don't know why. They're just more fun to watch than the cop in any show. It's just way more fun to watch mm-hmm. Walter White than Hank. But yeah. this is just... He doesn't show as much emotion as Brian Cranston does, but I, I like the setting a lot more, um, which is really bold because Albuquerque was, like, a big part of Breaking Bad. It was, yeah. like, a character in and of itself, but... The characters around and like the costuming that they do and the makeup, it just like you feel kind of dirty while watching it, which is something that you don't get out of a lot of drama shows like Succession. Like you feel like I want to go stay at the Ritz this weekend. But when you say dirty, you mean actually physically. Yeah. Like you just feel like like I feel like in the trailer park, like you're like, oh, can you imagine walking around there and like smelling like a fire like every night? Because that's what they do. And like they just wake up and like have a beer at like six in the morning. And it's just like that kind of lives that they live. It it does a great job of immersing you Mm -hmm. into what your life would be like if that's how you were living. And mm-hmm. that they'll do whatever it takes to get themselves out of that place or 
even to just keep on living the way that they are. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, it's one of these shows where you always think that there's nothing left for them to do. Like, oh, they're, they finally, this is the end of the road for them. But then Jason Bateman figures out a way, or Laura Linney mm -hmm. figures out a way to get their family out of the situation into the next step. And so it's just constantly a roller coaster in that way and constantly entertaining to watch. The characters are really, really smart. And it's fun to watch really, really smart characters, you know, because they, they do these things that are just like, blow your mind, you know, like how somebody could figure out how to do something like that to get out of this situation or to, you know, make something happen and so forth. And the writing is really witty. It's very interesting to listen to. It's a rough show. Yeah. It can be incredibly gory at times. And I don't love that part. It's profane, certainly. But if you can handle those kinds of things, I definitely recommend it. But the show wouldn't be the show without those features. The grittiness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay, and then I included a bonus pick in the TV category because I was the one writing the list. And, okay, and yeah, uh, you can do fair that. Enough. I have that power, and because I'm the only one who watched it. But it's Killing Eve, my favorite series of the year. She's hosting the Golden Globes. Sandra Clubs. Oh is hosting the Golden Globes. Yeah. That's correct. I gotta watch this. I am floored that Jodie Comer did not get nominated for a Golden Globe in her role as Villanelle. The most compelling psychopath I have ever seen. Really? Including Hannibal Lecter. Mm. It is such a good show. It is so fun and so dark and so violent and so psychologically trippy mm. and sexual and just a crazy, wild, beautiful ride. Okay, where can I watch this? Amazon. All right. It might be on Hulu now. It was BBC America that produced it. I think I actually paid Wait, to is watch it streaming it. on Amazon or do you have to pay for it? I don't know. Okay. I should know at this point. Who's not paying for Amazon at this point? No, well, I mean, like, no, like it's not Amazon. included in. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I think. <laughs> like, we're all throwing money at them. <laughs> I think I heard it was on Hulu, but that may have been okay. something else. Well, cannot recommend this show enough. Christmas okay. break is coming up. Christmas so. break is coming up. Treat yourself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, next category, podcast. Yes. Obviously, Hive Mind. Obviously, Hive Mind was sure. number one. <laughs> Leave us a rating. <laughs> uh, Brought to you by Blue Apron. And Casper. And some fancy socks. Yeah. Uh, binge mode Harry Potter. Oh, has changed my life. Mallory and Jason. It's the friend we didn't know we needed. It truly has changed my life. I was listening to it on the way here today. I'm yeah. on episode 9,000. It is so long, and I want it to be longer. Yeah, what are you going to do when you're done? I don't know. I thought about, like, should I just start it over again? But I don't think I could go back and do it again. It was just such a long journey, you know? Yeah, you got to give it a year or so before you revisit it. Look... I cannot believe how much effort they put into this podcast. They go through literally every page of every Harry Potter book and do a deep analysis yeah. of what's happening. And it's a scripted show, so it's not just people rambling like us. Yeah. It's, hey. they're, <laughs> it's well written, but they read the script as though they're having a conversation. So you just feel like you're with these incredibly knowledgeable people who are having a really passionate, sometimes funny conversation about everything Harry Potter. And but not in, a, not in a pretentious no, way. No. The complete opposite. In a very funny way. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, we are big fans of Binge Mode Harry Potter. Check it out. Reply All. Eli, this is one of your picks. Reply All, I think, is the most well-produced podcast I've ever listened to. 
It's very This American Life-y. Every story that they produce has something to do with the internet. That's like their thing. Some of those are like very loosely based. They'll be like, this story is about a woman who emailed us about a thing that happened to her that has nothing to do with the internet, but it's fine, whatever. But they have these different segments that are really, really good. Um, For example, they play this game where they read an obscure tweet that got a lot of attention on Twitter that they don't understand. And then they do a whole episode trying to figure out what the tweet means. Yeah. So it's sort of like a, what are the kids into kind of thing. They do these segments where people will write in and ask them to help them figure out like some, they call it super tech support. And so it'll be people who are getting scammed by someone on the internet. And then they put a ton of resources into figuring out, getting to the bottom of the scam to the point that they will literally go find the scammers and raid them or, you know, interview mm-hmm. them or whatever. It is so good. <laughs> And the the stories that they produce are all really, really fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Wonderful. This next one, I'm the only one who listens to this one. This had Oscar buzz. Finding this had Oscar buzz was like finding two friends who are willing to get as granular as I am on my favorite type of movie, which is the type of movie that was clearly made to get nominated for an Oscar, but tried way too hard. Okay. Jurassic World. Your Mona Lisa Smiles. Okay. Um cake all of these oh, yeah, yeah. you know like everything that eddie redmayne is in. <laughs> yes yeah but those are actually sometimes nominated but like mm-hmm. molly's game like just you really just missed the mark here i can see where you were trying to go you missed the mark i'm gonna mock you ruthlessly for an hour and a half mm-hmm. because you tried yeah. so incredibly hard two just very pop culture savvy guys talking about why these movies failed. Super tangential. They went on like a 30-minute Sarah McLaughlin rant last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Oh, I'm excited to check yeah, this out. check it out. Um, next is Villains. Nick and I have been listening to Villains. Yes. I can't is, do it. I tried. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's not, not for, for everybody. everybody. It's the guy's voice. Yeah. It takes some getting used to. And I think because I was a Shea fan going in, I'm giving him more leeway. Okay. Yeah. Because he's a really great writer, really funny on Twitter. But I can understand if you were just listening to the podcast cold, how you'd be like, I am not into this guy's style. Yeah. He has such a big following that I think is why the podcast was able to happen in the first place. Because like everybody on Twitter was like, give me a podcast. His books were New York Times bestsellers. But he's so creative, like the categories that he comes up with and the comparisons that he has. And Jason Statham School for Rehabilitation. (laughs) (laughs) And Worst Behavior and like all those other great categories. So he's covering the best movie villains from Hannibal Lecter to Regina George to Ernesto de la Cruz. Yeah. No genre is left untouched. And I'm excited to see how many he covers. They're fun. You get one episode and then you get a follow-up episode where he responds to emails and voicemails. Super entertaining. Already been renewed for season two. Thank goodness. And then the final podcast on our list is How Did This Get Made, which is what I listened to on my way here today. Okay. My other favorite category of movie, which is real bad. Uh Just so bad. This podcast has inspired me to watch (laughs) The Room. Oh. Safe Haven. Okay. Junior. Oof. The Junior episode was my favorite. Junior is the worst movie <laughs> I so have bad. ever seen. Is it? And one of the most fun nights of my life was watching Junior. <laughs> Teen Witch. They do Teen Witch. Yeah. That's one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenally bad. Yeah. Uh, they just talk about how 
who let this happen <laughs> and why? I cannot wait. It's amazing. Uh, and it's people you know. It's Jason Manzukas, Paul Shear. Paul Shear. And his wife. June, his wife, who's in everything, yeah. but you don't know her name. Uh, really great. Our final category, pop culture. And these were like events that kind of defy genre, but that we all thought were worth noting. And mm-hmm. um, the first is Childish Gambino's This Is America. That was so strange to hit play on when that dropped. And I was just like, what did I just watch? And I, I watched it over and over yeah. and over for like a week. Yeah. It was so good. And so so much was packed into it. I sobbed the first time I watched it. Huh. Uh, it just it like hit on a lot of things that are things that really bother me about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's such a banger song. So good. The song is so good. Yeah. And the video is so impactful. He did it on SNL. And one of the few ones that I did want to watch the musical number on SNL. Right. Normally I, I yeah. usually skip it. forward. terrible. But he was so good on SNL. And then he released the video right after that. And I think it had 40 million views in like. Two days yeah. or something yeah. like really, that. It broke the internet. It was amazing. He's a genius. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's some language and some violence, so be warned. Next is the Bachelor finale. <laughs> oh, Meg. Wherein Ari dumps Becca without warning. How long has this year been? I cannot believe that that was I in know. 2018. I know, I know, right? But uh, shows up with the camera crew. She thinks they're having a fun weekend together. He's actually telling her. He says this to her. I want to see what could happen with the other girl that I was dating. Uh, One of the worst breakups in the history of breakups, let alone televised breakups. I can't. Real good. From Bachelor uh, standards, too. Oh, like, yeah. It's like... Which are low. We're talking Juan Pablo. Oh, yeah. You need to sit and watch it. You'll hate yourself, but you'll be hungry for more. You're both going to hate this, but I included Lady Gaga's Ha. <laughs> Good impression. Star is born. Thank you. Oh, I will listen to that song 10 times in a row mm-hmm. and get chills every time. Okay. I know we were divided on how much we actually liked the movie. I think I liked it most. That performance, though, is something we're going to be talking about for a long time. Yeah. Are they going to sing it at the Oscars? Yes, of course. Obviously. Are the Oscars wow. happening? I know. Do they what have is a host? Going Nick Kroll on? and John Mulaney. I think that's a joke. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang it. Oh, I, wish, oh, I wanted I that wish to be true. John Mulaney would, yeah. That would be great. A lot of people have turned it down. They just don't want to touch it. Why? What happened? Because so, if it goes wrong, you're blamed. The host is blamed. Yeah. Yeah. If it's boring, it's the host's fault. If something bad happens, it's the host's fault. You can't be too political, but you can't be not political enough. Like, it's just a kind of a loaded job. Uh-huh. So, good luck to them. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, Roseanne showing her Roseanne. (laughs) (laughs) This was one of my favorites. I want you to tell us why this is one of our favorites. You know what? That was, whatever you think about what happened, that was an entertaining few weeks. Roseanne just imploded. And it was really so strange. Like, this woman just could not help herself. Things were going real well for her. Her show rebooted. It was incredibly popular. Even critics liked it. Kind of to everyone's surprise, it was like, oh, this show actually is going to make a really good comeback. And as soon as it starts getting momentum, she gets, she takes to Twitter and just she ruins does. her life. Like, how hard is it to just not tweet? In one tweet, she ruins her entire life and almost ruins a whole bunch of other people's lives. Yeah. They've rebounded and The Connors is now airing without her, which is sort of strange. I am watching it, by the way, and it actually is really pretty good. good. I would recommend it. Because you have cable. 
because I have I'm the only person left in America playing <laughs> paying you're for 80 cable. years old. <laughs> but it's a well-written show and the people and I'm happy for the people who are in it because I like those people a lot. Yeah. And they've been able to kind of keep it running and but anyway, Roseanne can't help herself. That was nuts. And finally, thank you next. Ariana Grande's fairly recent video release. She started dating Pete Davidson this summer and we were all like, "Wait, what?" Uh, it just seemed like a, a weird match. There were so many Halloween costumes. So it was many. so great. They're just, they were kind of weird looking together. <laughs> yeah. Like, wh- how, what do these two talk about? Yeah. What are their shared interests? And so she drops this video again, Night SNL. Yep. And we're all expecting a diss track. But what we got was, I'm thankful for my exes. I'm thankful for what I learned. Which is sweet, a nice gesture, but what really makes this a pop culture moment is the video, which touches on every chick flick that I grew up loving. Mean Girls, 13 Going on 30. Bring It On. Bring It On, Legally Blonde. It's just really fun. The song's not my favorite, but the video is really fun and features Kris Jenner, which is always a treat. So, that is our favorite media of the year. There's two honorable mentions for... Worst media of the year. I'm going to leave those as a surprise. We want you to check out the piece. (laughs) Go ahead. Check it out. Enjoy those final two. We need to wrap it up because we've been talking for forever. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Christmas Happy 2019. We're going to take a few week hiatus while I have a child. While you become a mother. (laughs) Again. Freaking third time. (laughs) But we'll be back in January. So we will see you then. 